Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for February the 5th in the year of our Lord, 2024. This is our two at two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country using the supreme law of the land, the Constitution of the United States of America. Incredible checks and balances put in place, brilliantly done so by the founders. One of the great solutions we have at our fingertips today. We reject revolution unless it's the Jesus revolution. Welcome to the broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Lowell Nelson, campaignforliberty.org with me. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Did you get a chance to see The Chosen? Uh, the Chosen, not yet, no. I was watching All right. uh, some Book of Mormon videos yesterday. <laughs> ah, good for you. All right. Uh, the Chosen uh, Season 4 now takes second place at the box office, shocking the godless, <laughs> shocking those who don't really you know, <laughs> believe in Christ or whatever else. Uh, anyway, it's great news, and I went and watched the first three episodes over the weekend of The Chosen. Incredible stuff. Anyway, I would encourage everyone to watch it. It's very, very educational. The U.S. launches retaliatory strikes in the Middle East following drone attack, the headline says. I think it's an outright lie, and we're a warmongering people, and it has got to stop. Uh, Lowell Nelson has put together some incredible articles and details about this war agenda we seem to sadly find ourselves in, uh, along with other people that are really pushing to stop this unjust reality. First one, terrible tragedies continue in unjust war. Who wrote this one, Lowell? Uh, this one um, was by Representative John Duncan Jr. He was a U.S. House representative uh, from Tennessee, served for 32 years in the House from 88 to 2019. He's the one authored this column, Sam. Uh, very good article uh, because it brings to light information that we are not getting from the lamestream media. As you know, in October, uh, Palestinian militants attacked Israel, killing about 1,200 people. Most of them were civilians. Now, Israel responded by bombing the Gaza Strip and launching an invasion, Sam, that has killed more than 25,000 people in Gaza, mostly women and children. Now, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, no war is 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 good. But you I mean there's 1,200 uh, Israelis killed, and then they and go kill 25,000. That's roughly 20 times more people killed in Gaza than in Israel. Uh, Israel's dropped about 25,000 tons of bombs on the Gaza Strip um, last year. That's the equivalent, folks, of two nuclear bombs. Uh, and, and so, uh, as of January 21st, the health ministry said that 25,105 Palestinians have been killed and 60, almost 53,000 wounded. Um, in fact, Reuters reported just on the 21st of January, that's just two weeks ago, 178 were killed, one of the most deadly days of the war. So, um, really, the, the United Nations, uh, who I, I don't like very much anyway, but they estimate uh, 16,000 of the deaths have been women and children. 
and that the killing of civilians and the mass destruction in Gaza, they call it unprecedented. Uh, quote, uh, Israel's bombing campaign has been so massive, so extensive, that it has now gone far beyond anything that could possibly be justified under any concept of just war. Uh, he, uh, so Duncan reports, or he quotes the columnist Patrick Foy, who on January 19th wrote that, quote, you don't hear any objections from the U.S. Senate regarding whatever Israel does, no matter how, how outrageous. The U.S. Senate has been bought and paid for by the American Israel Public Affairs Committee, which is a front organization. APAC should logically be registered as a foreign agent, a lobbying agent for foreign government, end of quote. <laughs> now, Sam, there are a lot of people opposing this war. One of them is Judge Andrew Napolitano who has had several experts on his program who have said that President Biden could stop the fighting with one phone call. <laughs> but Biden is too weak. And so in contrast, uh, Duncan here writes that the only president who ever uh, has said no to Israel was President Eisenhower. Uh, this goes back a long way before my time, but apparently he rejected Israel's demand that U.S. go to war with Egypt over control of the Suez Canal. Eisenhower was courageous enough to do it on national television one week before the 1956 election. I wasn't even born yet at that point, saying that he would end U.S. aid to Israel if it did not withdraw its troops. Now, I think Eisenhower was pretty courageous. Remember, he was the one who warned us about the military-industrial complex but there are very few members of Congress willing to criticize Israel or its bombing of civilian men, women, and children. And Sam. that's where I now, have Duncan a big problem, uh, Lowell, is we need to be, mm -hmm. um, we, don't, we don't need to support people or governments or uh, you know, ideologies or any of that. What we need to stand on is principle and say, look, um, mm -hmm. does Israel have the right to just bomb the holy heck out of whoever, no matter what, and be fine? No, 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 no. There's a fine line of when you're too aggressive. Uh, offensive and defensive is kind of the real line that I use to say, look, when are you going on the offense and you're out of control versus when are you really just defending your own homeland, defending your own people and everything? There's a fine line there. Uh, and the second you cross that line, it becomes unjust. That's really the point that's being made here. Yeah, and it's a great point, Sam. I totally uh, support the notion of the just war, the just war theory that says, look, you can defend yourself from attack. That's a defensive operation, as you say. But once you go on the offense and you take the fight to them, then 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 you uh, then you cross the line, and no longer is is the war just, right? Uh, I mean, even the Book of Mormon talks about the king. You know, his people wanted to go out and kill the Gadiantans out in their territory. And he said, no, no, we're not going to go into their territory. We're going to just stay right here. We're going to defend ourselves and our people, but we're not going to go out in search of them to, to, to destroy them. And yet that seems to be U.S. foreign policy today is just go in search of monsters to destroy, no matter where they, whether they're in Afghan, in the mountains of Afghanistan or the, uh, uh, the, the, the Gaza Strip, we're going to go in search of monsters to destroy. And that is a failed foreign policy. Now, now Sam, because Israel was beating up on Gaza, um, the Houthis in Yemen 
uh, said, okay, well, um, we're going to attack anybody that is shipping armaments to Israel, right? Now, it's uh, commonly supposed that Yemen was a uh, proxy for Iran, but uh, in any case, um, uh, just a week and a half ago, the U.S. Navy attempted to escort two Maersk tankers, the, the Maersk Detroit and the Maersk Chesapeake, uh, through the Red Sea, loaded with weapons for Israel. And, uh, you know, this, the, uh, and, and so the U.S. Navy was escorting these tankers, um, and uh, Yemen Houthis, uh, they, they shot at these tankers, and so much so that um, the tankers reversed their course and the U.S. naval warships, uh, of course, reversed course as well. They, they left the area. It was a massive defeat for the notion of U.S. military superiority. But uh, you didn't hear about any of that in the mainstream media. But it, in fact, it was true. Now, I mentioned this story, which was by Daniel McAdams of ronpaulinstitute.org because it's in contrast with what Eisenhower did. See, Eisenhower would have ordered Israel to stop the bombing of Gaza and certainly would not have assisted in the shipping of armaments to Israel through the Red Sea. But that's what Biden did. He is trying to assist the shipping of more bombs to Israel through the Red Sea. And then Yemen comes along, the Houthis, and they, they, they shoot at these tankers and, and make them back down and leave the area. And I, I'm telling you, Sam, Biden takes us to war against Yemen without a congressional declaration of war, right? He's the one who ordered the airstrikes on the, the, the country of Yemen, and, 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 but without congressional uh, declaration of war. The, the U.S. House ought to impeach him for this abuse of authority. You, 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 just, you can't just take the country to war without a congressional declaration of war. But that's what he did, Sam. To, in, earlier in January, he said, go, go uh, you know, uh, launch these airstrikes against the country, the sovereign country of Yemen. Hey, it go ahead and skip done, the break. Sam. Continue, Lowell. It should not have been done, and it's highlighted very well. It's like, hey, where do we get the authority to do this? And the problem is that the president is acting unilaterally without authority, without president, without uh, appropriate funding. Uh, you've got the Senate putting together this, quote, border attack, you know, Iran or Iran bill. Uh, so called, um, oh, let's let's attack Iran. Uh, let's go ahead and fund Israel. Let's go ahead and fund, um, you know, this war and that war. And let's let's, you know, fund um Oh, who's who's opposing Russia these days? Um, oh, Ukraine. Fund the Ukraine. Okay, and the House didn't even originate the bill. All funding bills need to originate in the House. Furthermore, they've mixed these bills together in this omnibus hundred hundred and eighteen billion dollar spending bill, uh, and now the Republicans, good for them. I hope they hold the line. Are saying it's dead on arrival. This is the kind of stuff we're seeing to to promote your point, Lowell. Yeah, exactly right, Sam. And Caitlin Johnstone in this next, next article brings forth another point, which I had never uh, heard before. But uh, she said that the, um, uh, the Biden administration has begun its latest bombing campaign in the Middle East, reportedly dropping over 125 munitions on more than 85 Iranian and Shia militia targets in Iraq and Syria on Friday. This is Friday, 
of last week, right? The mainstream press have been falling all over themselves to describe the strikes as quote-unquote retaliatory in nature, framing it as a provoked response to a drone attack which killed three U.S. troops at a base on the border of Jordan and Syria, which is a bit odd, she writes, given that this supposed retaliation is being directed at a nation, meaning Iran, which the U.S. government itself admits is not known to have been involved in the said drone attack at all. <laughs> End of quote. Did you hear that, Sam? The U.S. has already openly admitted it has no evidence that Iran, Iran was behind the drone attack, and yet the U.S. is bombing dozens of Iranian and Shia militia targets. <laughs> That's incredible. Now, the Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin says, quote, We don't know how operationally involved Iran was in the January 28 attack that killed three U.S. troops, quote, but it really doesn't matter, end quote. <laughs> what? <laughs> Iran is the most powerful non-U.S. aligned state in the Middle East, and for that reason, the U.S. has spent generations seizing every opportunity to harm and subvert it and its interests in the region. This is just one more opportunity for the U.S. empire to do what it always does in the Middle East. I'm quoting Caitlin Johnstone here. It is a bit odd, then, that the U.S. president announced the beginning of this new series of airstrikes with a statement which claims that the United States does not seek conflict in the Middle East or anywhere else in the world. That's what President Biden what said. What on earth uh, is he talking about? <laughs> He's a liar, Sam. How can he say that, that we don't seek conflict in the Middle East or anywhere, anywhere then why are we else there? in the world? Hold on, then why are uh, we there? And why are we dropping? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you. I guess you just tell a lie big enough and, and tell it often enough and people will believe it. The claim is so ridiculous, Sam. Especially yeah, we have, we, we have no border you... crisis. There's no inflation. <laughs> what are you talking about? You know, you don't don't believe your lying <laughs> exactly. eyes. Don't believe how much you can spend at the store. Don't believe any of those things, right? I mean, it's that blatant. The sun's not even rising in the morning. Don't you know that, Lowell? I mean, it's this kind of stuff that's like, like, what what do you do with this kind of dishonesty and fake news and immorality? And they're using it to literally go to war. Well, we need a U.S. Congress to grow a backbone and uh, and stop this nonsense we, we need uh, man we need a president with some backbone with somebody like eisenhower who is willing to to say no to countries like israel um and, and now listen to this last paragraph from caitlin johnstone she really is a captivating writer quote from gaza to iraq to syria to iran to yemen conflict in the middle east is the u.s empire's bread and butter the most murderous power structure on the planet continually paints itself as a poor little victim of any backlash against its abuses and as an innocent, passive witness to the suffering that it orchestrates. But nobody who's involved in that many acts of violence has ever been interested in peace. End of quote. Boy, does she describe the U.S. regime to the T, Sam. I don't know what to say, except for these authors need to be promoted all over the globe, especially in the United States, and maybe members of Congress. It should be required reading or something, because she says, hey, the U.S. has already openly admitted. They don't even know who caused it, but they're going after him anyway. 
from Gaza to Syria to uh, Yemen. Conflict in the Middle East is the U.S. empire's bread and butter. Think about that statement, right? And then she continues, lol. Well, it not only is it uh, the U.S. empire's bread and butter, but I, I just love how she she uh, describes the U.S. regime. Right? We we were the ones who suffered the death of three troops in this uh, bombing. Right? This drone strike. We don't even know that Iran was involved with that, and yet we are now bombing Iranian and uh, uh, targets, militia targets all over the the Middle East and then Moon of Alabama comes along and points out that the US attacks blew up all the weapons of the Iraqi brigade that was fighting ISIS. <laughs> now let that sink in. From a tweet on Saturday, quote, the US says we don't want to escalate the war in the Middle East, but we bombed Yemen, we killed 10 Yemenis, we bombed Syria and Iraq and killed 16 Iraqis and 7 Syrians. But please de-escalate now because we'll bomb you more in the coming days. In the meantime, we are sending bombs to Israel to bomb Gaza. And, and so, yeah, I mean, it's just we're entangled so deeply in the Middle East. And in all of these countries that we mentioned, we're bombing the heck out of them. And yet we are the ones who port we, we try to tell everybody that we are the poor little picked on recipients of this attack on three U.S. troops. And, and yet we now cause death and destruction of women, men, William, and civilians in countries throughout the Middle East. Not only and, do we uh, do this, and, but we then back yeah. Israel and fund Israel who is doing this as well. Caitlin Johnstone literally nails this as she says this. The most murderous power structure on the planet continually paints itself as what? The victim? Is that what we're talking about here? Yeah, the poor little victim. Yeah, yeah nobody and, who's and, involved and in that we, much violence is interested in peace. Let's be clear about this. She nails this point. Yeah, she really does. So, Sam, our brothers and sisters in these Middle Eastern countries are being systematically murdered uh, through this violence, and nobody is, is standing, well, very few people are standing up against it. Uh, we need a chorus of citizens to ask their U.S. House representatives why in the world is Biden not being impeached for this abuse of power. Uh, it's just it's just. Ridiculous. I submit to you because the part of the deep state, the Republicans are on board. Lol. Look, ending the U.S. presence in the Middle East, um, Moon of Alabama. Who is Moon of Alabama? But they're highlighting this important point. Who's Moon of Alabama, Lowell? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just a, a, a writer. I don't know who it is, but he yeah, writes. It, it, it's very like a lot of them. Art. It's a lot of them. They mm -hmm. go under these. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what you call them. Uh, pseudonyms. It's a pseudonym. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, for but the whole and, point is their headline says ending the U.S. presence in the Middle East. Why can't we do that? Why can't we get that done? Something that Ron Paul has advocated for years. He says, we just marched in, we can just march out. <laughs> it's simple. You know, if he were in charge, that's exactly what we would do. And, um, and we would uh, defend our, ourselves and, our, and, our, and our, 
our own people, property, and lives, but not go in search of monsters to destroy, which is uh, the essence of U.S. foreign policy today. Sam? Well, in the proof in the pudding, my headline says, shame, senators unveil border deal to, quote, unlock Ukraine aid. Uh, what the heck are we talking about? Well, we're talking about the border and the Ukraine $118 billion. You got to be for both is the problem, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to respond to it exactly because it's just so off the rails. How could they even come up with this kind of stuff, Lowell? Huh. Well, yeah, Biden wants to keep the border, the, the border between Mexico and Texas wide open. And so what he's saying is that, uh, yeah, you give me the money to uh, to go over and, and help Ukraine and I will, uh, you know, I'll quit bugging you guys in Texas about the border. But but he's he's lying. Uh, he is not going to help uh, defend the states against this invasion, this ongoing invasion. And he is going to continue to fund armament shipments to Israel and to Ukraine. Uh, it's just, it's just. I'm kind of a redneck, Sam. Lowell. Help me understand a couple of things. What does the border have to do with, quote, the Ukraine? It's just tit for tat. It's what politicians do. They agree. Yeah, the point is, there's to, nothing to related one. whatsoever, ladies and gentlemen. So why don't we yeah. have different vote Zero. up or down single issue bills? Uh, and, and look, let's talk about the border and let's put together a bill that makes sense. A very short, clear bill that makes sense on the border that we can all get behind and agree with. We need to uphold the rule of law. Okay, a nation without borders is soon not a nation. Okay, then the Ukraine. Again, I don't even support an up or down vote for the Ukraine because we have no authority to fund anything for the Ukraine. Where is their authority to fund foreign wars? Lol, without a declaration of war and without the House of Representatives. See, the Senate even came up with this bill. And Mike Johnson and those guys, I don't hear him saying hardly anything about it. Do you? Yeah, not a word, not a peep. Why? What the heck is happening? Uh, they, they're, well, their campaign coffers get filled by the U.S. Uh, armament industry, the, you know, this military-industrial complex. Uh, it's filled, mo- most of them get filled from there and from the big pharmaceutical companies, uh, probably more so by pharmaceuticals than by the military-industrial complex. But when you're bought and paid for by the military-industrial complex, you're given suggestions on how to vote. And I know you've covered this other material that O'Keefe uh, brought out, but most of these people in Congress, uh, they've got dirt on them and they cannot stand to have the dirt brought out. And so they end up voting the way they're, they're uh, encouraged to vote with these little suggestions, you know, where they're not suggestions, it's really coercion. Uh, they're forced to vote for these stupid, uh, you know, policies because they don't want to, they don't want to be uh, destroyed personally by all of the dirt that um, they have on each other. <clears throat> Sam? Well, the way I look at this thing is we need, and this is where I really believe the Republicans need to educate. They need to really highlight, look, you cannot originate spending bills in the Senate. Okay? So, first off, this bill's dead no. for that reason. Enough Republicans need to stand up and jealously guard the House's authority here. Go look at your Constitution if you don't believe me. And they need to jealously guard that and stand up and say, this bill's dead for this reason. Second reason it's dead uh, is because we don't want to mix these bills together. Let's do up and down single issue votes. We promised we would do that, and we're going to. And the third reason is because you don't have authority to go 
uh, wage war on the Ukraine and fund a war that's never been declared. If the president believes that a, a declaration of war is necessary, let him bring it up. Let him bring it before Congress. Let the American people debate it and put their pressure on their representatives to decide. And if we're going to do it, then let's fund it. And let's get proper reasons and appropriate, you know, mile markers or landmarks that we're going to achieve before we get out. Let's let's have a beginning and end to this thing. Let's do it right if it needs to be done at all. I submit to you that it doesn't need to be done at all, and they know it, and they'll never get the support for it if they do it right. Therefore, this end run round, if you will, of dishonesty. Look, it's unjust war, folks, and we're in it to our eyeballs, and it it must, I repeat, must stop. Lowell Nelson with me, campaignforliberty.org. Quick pause back in a second. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News. I'm Ryan Daniels. The top Democrat in the U.S. House says everyone except Trump-aligned Republicans in the House want bipartisan compromise on immigration. We're in a period of divided government. That means we should be trying to find bipartisan common ground. Speaking on ABC's This Week, House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries, he supports bipartisan efforts toward national security and compromise border security legislation. Republican House Speaker Mike Johnson says the Senate measure is inadequate. Jeffries argues that Johnson and House Republicans haven't read it yet. An early year atmospheric river is drenching parts of California this week bringing the threat of significant flooding and mudslides. The rainfall and high winds began Saturday, and according to the National Weather Service, they could last through Wednesday this week. California Governor Gavin Newsom's already declared an emergency for eight Southern California counties being heavily impacted by the storms. President Biden campaigning out west over the weekend while winning the Democratic primary in South Carolina. South Carolina, we did it again. President Biden at a campaign stop in Las Vegas over the weekend. The president winning the Democrat primary in South Carolina Saturday. You did it for me again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 2020 and now again 2024. Now let's go win the whole thing. Let's win it all. We also learned the president, for a second year in a row, will not be sitting down for an interview prior to the Super Bowl, which has become sort of a tradition in the country. No reason has been given. I'm Laura Winters. The federal election interference trial involving Donald Trump is being delayed as the judge officially cancels the scheduled March 4th trial. This comes as an appeals court considers Trump's claim of presidential immunity in the case. The court will establish a fresh trial date when a decision is made on the immunity issue. This is USA News. Do you have a story to tell? Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. From narration, production, and editing to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network handles everything. If you have a print book, ebook, or even a manuscript, call Audiobook Network now and get our free audiobook guide. 800-734-1229. 800-734-1229. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. 
Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-471-7065. 800-471-7065. 800 That's 800-471-7065. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine. The award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. I think that my family has always had a big influence on me for not smoking because since I was little I was taught that smoking was wrong. Recent studies indicate that smoking among teens often leads to the use of alcohol and other drugs. I think having faith in God is a big part in it because the way I was raised has helped to avoid smoking. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. My name is Christian Knuckles. I prophesy there will be no revival until the church leadership stops lying to the people. I'm the first soldier of the spiritual body of Christ the Lion of Judah, the Confederate Church of Christ. I'm here to declare, the lion will lie down with the lamb when the lying stops. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries and brought to you by confederatechurchofchrist.com. Introducing Managed IT Services from NPI. We offer top-notch data backup and recovery, email spam protection, and network security tailored to your needs and budget. With 20-plus years of experience in the medical field, our HIPAA-certified consultants know what it takes to protect sensitive information. Don't settle for less. Give us a call at 801-706-6980 and experience the difference with Managed IT Services. Remember, your IT support should be fast, efficient, and reliable. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. Uh, my name is Lowell Nelson. I'm with your host, Sam Bushman. This morning we've been talking about the wars, the conflicts in the Middle East, and how unconstitutional it is for Biden to attack a sovereign nation over there without a, a congressional declaration of war. Absolutely wrong. You ought to be impeached for that. Well, let's talk and about, be prosecuted uh, as a war criminal, ladies and gentlemen. Let's be very blunt and very clear. He has no authority. He's stealing money from the U.S. taxpayers, and he's literally unconstitutionally waging war around the world. There's no more impeachable offense than that, uh, Lowell. Well, great point, Sam. Thank you. Uh, now, here in our own backyard, uh, talking about the border between Texas and Mexico, we've got this uh, dispute going on between Biden and, and Texas Governor Abbott. Well, Ron Paul, in his column last week, which is posted at ronpaulinstitute.org, he made a, made a fascinating suggestion to Congress, and I'll get to that in just a moment. As you know, the U.S. Supreme Court sided with the Biden administration and ruled that the administration could cut the razor wire that Texas had installed along its border with Mexico to repel illegal immigrants. Well, Texas responded by issuing a statement that, quote, 
An invasion under Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3 of the U.S. Constitution is underway and that, therefore, Texas has the authority to defend and protect itself. Uh, well, Abbott's action answered a question that Ron Paul asked during his 1988 presidential run, quote, at what point do open borders and mass illegal immigration in the United States become an invasion? which would grant governors the authority and the obligation to take action, end of quote. That was the question he asked. Well, now some people estimate that more than 6 million illegal immigrants have crossed into the states during the three years of the Biden administration. That's really a low figure, by the way, Sam. I've heard as estimates as high as 21 million in just the past three years. But if we lowball this estimate to say 2 million every year, that, that's 6 million during the three years, right? That's 167,000 each month, over 38,000 each week, which is nearly 5,500 every single day. That really is an invasion. <clears throat> now, all, and all of the illegals are not coming just from Mexico. Even the New York Times admitted that, quote, thousands of migrants are arriving at the border every day, trekking from the farthest reaches of the globe, from Africa to Asia to South America, driven by relentless violence, desperation, and poverty. End of that quote from the New York Times. <clears throat> what they didn't say, of course, Sam, is that many of these illegals are sleepers who are being sent here to destabilize our mostly peaceful society. Well, and now I'm getting to the, the point that, uh, that Ron Paul makes in this article. He says there are more immediate ways of defending the border. <clears throat> Representative Thomas Massey mentioned this on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. Turns out that um, he and a group of U.S. representatives ate breakfast with uh, the late Justice Antonin Scalia, right? Justice Scalia, one of the <clears throat> so-called great constitutionalists on the U.S. Supreme Court before his death last year. Uh, he said that at that breakfast, Justice Scalia told the group to quit complaining about Supreme Court rulings and start defunding rulings that they oppose. He, uh, and he goes on to say that uh, uh, in, in, in Massey's tweet, he says Congress can render the 5-4 Supreme Court decision against Texas irrelevant by simply refusing to fund Biden's removal of border security measures. That was Massey's tweet. And Ron Paul then drives home the point with these words, quote, nullification through the power of the purse is an important tool given to Congress in the U.S. Constitution, and it could be easily exercised in this case, end quote. Well, Sam, <clears throat> I love nullification of the unconstitutional acts of government at any level, at every level, federal, state, county, and municipal, <clears throat> even distasteful acts of government. See, nullification is a tool that we citizens do not use often enough. Listen to Representative Massey's tweet again, quote, Congress can render the 5-4 Supreme Court decision against Texas irrelevant. And that word irrelevant, by the way, was in all caps. And I love, this tweet. To... I love this tweet. I want you to repeat it again, but I want you to replace the word could with should. Lowell, will you do that for me? <laughs> Congress can render the 5-4 Supreme Court decision against Texas irrelevant by simply refusing 
to uh, fund Biden's removal of border security measures. So not only Congress can, but Congress should render the 5-4 Supreme Court decision against Texas irrelevant by simply refusing to fund Biden's removal of border security measures. He's talking about the razor wire down there, Sam, that is successfully repelling illegal immigrants, and yet, uh, you know, Congress could do that today. <laughs> yeah, but I Will submit it's even the, more the than just razor wire, though. This is a real question mm -hmm. constitutionally about who has authority when. Let me say that again. This is bigger than razor wire discussions. This is a power mm -hmm. play to see who has authority when. And I believe Texas is spot on when they say, look, there's an invasion on our border. And according to the Constitution, we have every right to defend ourselves from this invasion. Well, when the president doesn't support Texas in that effort, which is the general government's responsibility in this case, then they're derelict in duty. Another reason to impeach the president. Say, so what are you thinking? What now are you doing? How reasons. dare you? Right. <laughs> two significant, solid, clear constitutional reasons. It's not even muddy at this point. We're not even talking about his pay-to-play scandals over, uh, you know, everywhere else. But here's what I find interesting. <clears throat> While the government spies on all of us, Lowell, they act like they can't get to the bottom of the Joe Biden thing. Now, it turns out there's been 40 FBI investigators investigating Joe in this whole situation for literally years now. But they spy on every one of us, but yet they can't get to the bottom of what really happened with Joe and Hunter. Something's wrong. Something smells rotten in Denmark, as they say. Lowell? <laughs> That's for sure. And it's Judge Andrew Napolitano that brought this out in another really great article you can find at ronpaulinstitute.org. This one is on privacy, which is exactly what Sam's talking about. Napolitano writes this, quote, The federal government's rapacious appetite for spying on the private behavior of Americans as to whom it has no suspicion of wrongdoing continues unabated. Last week, Senator Ron Wyden, Democrat from Oregon, revealed that the NSA has been buying huge caches of Americans' text messages and emails from big tech, and the FBI has been using this data to predict crime. Both of these undertakings are profoundly unconstitutional, end quote. That came directly from, from Judge Andrew Napolitano. He's a judge. He, had, he was a judge. He understands And this things. is the third reason um, to impeach Joe. Yeah. Uh, and then Sam, um, uh, Napolitano explains the origin of the right to privacy, right? He talks about the framers who insisted that personal liberty be protected from federal encroachment, uh, which led Justice Louis, uh, uh, yeah, Louis Brandeis who lived from uh, 1856 to 1941 to say this. Uh, uh, Brandeis says, quote, the framers conferred the right to be let alone, the most comprehensive of rights and the right most valued by civilized men, end of quote. And then uh, Napolitano expands on this. He says to secure that right, the Fourth Amendment was ratified. The purpose of the Fourth Amendment was to prevent the government from utilizing general warrants by requiring instead judicially authorized search warrants issued under narrow circumstances and to restrict government privacy invasions to prosecuting crimes that had already been committed, right? So they weren't supposed to predict crimes and they were supposed to use warrants that were issued only under the narrowest of circumstances. 
Well, in contrast, a general warrant, which is what King George III was using against the, the early founders, was a document issued by a secret court in London authorizing the bearer of the document, usually a British government agent, to search wherever he wished and to seize whatever he found. And so that's why, uh, Sam, we have the language in the Fourth Amendment that permits the government to invade your privacy, quote, only upon a showing under oath of probable cause of crime and then requiring now, the warrant let me to stop you there. Oftentimes they admit probable yeah. cause, but they don't talk about the under oath part. That's where you need to be able to mm -hmm. face your accuser. It can't be this anonymous, oh, we think there's probable cause or this vague idea. A probable cause documented under oath. That's a high bar, sir, that they ignore all the time. Yes. Good point. Not only that, but then requiring the warrant to specify in writing the place to Go be ahead searched and skip the break. or the person or thing uh, uh, to specify in writing the place to be searched or the person or thing to be seized. Very, very specific in the Fourth Amendment. Well, turns out that after 9-11, Congress passed the Patriot Act. Now, let me uh, stop which you there. They unconstitutionally okay. passed because they had no authority law. That's right. <laughs> no authority because it's like the that that cartoon I just love this cartoon I found it in 2001 uh, it's it, what you have just picture in your mind a copy of the US Constitution laying on the table and then a stamp or one of these rubber stamps with ink on it coming down onto that Constitution and as this rubber stamp lifts up you can read what the rubber stamp imprinted onto the Constitution void were prohibited by law. <laughs> I just love that meme because it, it typifies what happened when they passed the Patriot Act, right? You've got the Constitution, which permits the government to invade your privacy only upon a showing under oath of probable cause of crime and then requiring the warrant to specify in writing the place to be searched or the person or thing to be seized. And instead, and, and coming up, up off of that is this rubber stamp which says void were prohibited by law. This Patriot Act, Sam, is the uh, the law that voids the U.S. Constitution. But that's crazy talk, Sam, because no law can void the Constitution. You can only change the Constitution by amendment. You can't change the Constitution by passing a law. It, it's just it's just crazy. And and so, but 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 that's what happened. You got the Patriot Act passed after 9/11 which permits one federal agent to authorize another federal agent to search and seize whatever the latter wishes to look at and capture so long as it is in possession of third-party financial institutions. And then, Sam, over the years, the definition of a financial institute has been broadened to include nearly every conceivable entity that has any records about any person in America from banks, to hospitals, to lawyers, to merchants, to credit card issuers, to telecoms, to computer service providers, uh, and even the library, the public libraries and the post offices, right? They are now classified as a financial institution. And then, you know, Judge Andrew Napolitano, he reminds us what Edward Snowden revealed, that, quote, since 2003, 
the NSA has captured not only the records of Americans held by third parties, but also the records of every keystroke touched by every person in America and every telephone call transmitted over fiber optic cable. This includes every email, text message, and piece of data that you have sent, even what was deleted. This warrantless mass surveillance continues today unabated. Sam, can I just say that again? Since 2003, probably since before 2003, the NSA has captured every single text message, phone call, and uh, you know, Instagram, whatever message you have sent on your telephone. They have captured that. They store that in the data, uh, data treasury like the one we have down here in Bluffdell, uh, Utah. Uh, the NSA uh, data facility, um, and, and they've been doing that for over 20 years, Sam. Every yeah, single piece of information. absolutely unconstitutional, and it must stop. <clears throat> Judge Napolitano is spot on on this one. I don't know how to even highlight it any further except to say Joe or um, Judge Napolitano reminded us what Edward Snowden revealed, lol. That since 2003, the NSA has captured not only the records of Americans held by third parties, but also the records of every keystroke touched by every person in America and every telephone call transmitted over fiber optic cable. And not only that, Sam, he goes on, and I, I really didn't highlight that here with with this um, uh, today, but he uh, he talks about the government's use of cell towers to monitor our movement, right? Because any, any, whenever anyone travels with a mobile device in the United States, the nearest cell tower picks up signals from that mobile device, even if it's turned off, by the way. And by capturing the, the cell tower data in MOS, the feds can effectively follow any person with a mobile device in real time. Well, then how they come they can't take down Joe and Hunter in about two seconds? Because they don't want to, <laughs> and what about, and gentlemen. That's why. Yeah, yeah. And what about the hundreds of people uh, on the Capitol grounds um, on January 6th that, um, you know, that they, they were able to track down? They sent FBI agents to track down and talk to every single one of those people who but yet they who, claim uh, they don't the even know how many on... infiltrators they had right how does that all work they're lying yeah. to you people that's how it works they're lying to you exactly right Stan. anyway there you have it they folks this is disaster on steroids and good for judge napolitano good for ron paul good for all these incredible authors on these topics i'd like to highlight um lourockwell.com is one of the great sources uh, i'd like to highlight ronpaulinstitute.com I'd like to highlight uh, or, or sorry dot org. Um, yep. I'd like to also highlight campaignforliberty.org because you know a lot of this originates from Campaign for Liberty and the tremendous work they're doing as well. And we have a final good news piece for you. Spring's about to sp sprung. What? Spring's about to spring. Yeah. Huck's a Tommy or whatever that heck says. You know, hey, spring's coming early. Lol. <laughs> That's what the groundhog believes, and uh, looking out the window here at all of the the the, the bright sunshine on a, on the the snow, yeah, a little bit of snow that dusted us over the weekend, but for the most part, it's been bright sunny weather, 
get ready for the planting season. This story out of LouRockwell.com, uh, the, the editors there at LouRockwell.com published a list of uh, 15 books that remind us that spring is right around the corner and uh, to encourage us to get ready for the planting season. So you're going to love some of these book titles, uh, Sam. Here's just a, a sample of those 15. I've chosen just half a dozen. The First Time Gardener, Growing Vegetables. Compost Everything, The Good Guide to Extreme Composting. Raised Bed Gardening for Beginners. All New Square Foot Gardening. Vegetable Gardening for Beginners. And the final uh, one that I wanted to mention here, Forget the Pharmacy, Grow Your Own Medicine. <laughs> That's one I have a keen interest in because, of course, I've been using herbs my whole life, Sam. And so, yeah, and plus I grow a lot of herbs out in my garden today, but but I, I would love to, to do even better at that, growing our own medicine. That's what I like to do. Now, of course, if you live in Utah, where Sam and I live, you're going to want the books written by Caleb Warnock because the soil in Utah really is not conducive to healthy gardens. Caleb uh, teaches us how to build and condition the soil here in Utah to actually be a healthy home for vegetables. In fact, he gardens year-round, by the way. He has several greenhouses and lots of open space. No weeds, by the way. He waters like once every 10 days, and so he doesn't use a lot of water. So there's no, there's not a lot of weeds. Um, I have visited his home uh, there in Alpine, Utah, just five or ten minutes from where I live. And I can personally vouch and verify uh, for everything that Caleb Warnock teaches in his books. Um, they're at, he's absolutely right. Our, the ground here in Utah is, is uh, very acid. And, uh, or, or alkaline, I can't forget, I, I don't remember which, but... But by treating and conditioning the soil, you, you, uh, you can make it so it becomes very, very healthy for vegetables. And uh, so bottom line, Sam, is that uh, no matter where you live, it's time to begin thinking about and preparing for the planting season, here in the northern hemisphere anyway, and also for the pruning season. While the weather outside is still cool, that's now right now is the time we should be out pruning some of our orchard trees and getting ready for um, a, a, a rich harvest that way. Uh, we need to grow our own vegetables, our own fruit, Sam. Uh, we need to be independent of the grocery stores. We got globalists all over the place buying up land, treating the foods produced on those uh, big commercial uh, acreages, treating them with... Uh, uh, all manner you know, the, of toxins, uh, right? toxins and, and even gene therapy you know the uh, uh, they're trying to uh, destroy the the genetics of seeds so that we can't grow our own foods uh, they want to control us people and if they can control our food supply then they can control us they can starve us uh, to death they can manipulate us so we need to be independent of that so that's why it's important to have our own gardens to have our own orchards uh, to, to grow our own medicine because we don't want to depend on the pharmacy. Anyway, all of these great suggestions coming from lourockwell.com, Sam. Just thought yeah. I would mention that 
Mm-hmm. And great for them to publish this. And a little bit of note on Caleb Warnock. Caleb Warnock is a dear friend of mine. I vouch for everything he's um, you know, speaking out about and gardening and his education. The guy's actually a brilliant green thumb uh, in the traditional sense. So he has some of the best heirloom seeds anywhere. Uh, he is absolutely for reals. He's been a dear friend of mine since about 1990, I think it is. Um, I've been a good friend cool. to him for a long, 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 long time. Uh, I know him and his family personally. I've sat at his dinner table plenty of times, and I'm telling you right now, just a wonderful gentleman. Knowledge just flowing out of him so fast it's hard to, to capture it all, in fact. The guy's brilliant. Absolutely true, Sam. And so I want to go back to a question. We got just a couple of minutes, but relating to the invasion of our privacy, do we need to chuck our cell phones, Sam? I don't know about that. I know that they can spy on us with them, but they've got ways to spy on us without them, too, with so many red light cameras and so many different cameras everywhere. I mean, everything is surveilled and everything else. I don't know what good it does us at this point. What we need to do uh, is have Americans, rather than just get rid of their cell phone or kind of drop out, we need to have a good American pushback and say, listen, this has got to stop. Uh, And the problem with America right now that I see is Americans just aren't engaged. They're not insisting on anything. Look, if a million Americans said, we're not going to war, guys, you're not passing this bill, guys. You don't have authority. And and look, um, you know what? If you want to declare war, let's have the president talk about that. But otherwise, you know what? You're out in the weeds on this. If enough Americans push back, this would change. The only way they get away with this is because we, the people, are simply not engaged in enough numbers to matter. Our greater numbers can be the success if we're willing. And that's the real question and education that I have for the American people. Are you going to get caught up to speed yourself and then demand change? And if enough of us do it, they won't be able to stop us. Our greater numbers will be uh, the key to the exercise for solutions. Without that, I don't see anything changing. Now, you can drop out individually, but I don't know that that's going to really help in the long run, Lowell. They'll just find greater ways to surveil you. They'll find a way to surveil every mile your car drives. They'll find a way to surveil... Okay, so I don't know that that's the answer. Pushback is the only answer. Getting them to stop that is the only answer, not sidestep it. Well, I, I totally agree, Sam. And I'm after this show ends, I'm going to call my U.S. representative and, and complain. I'm going to complain about the, the strikes against Yemen. I'm going to complain about the, um, the shipments of armaments to Israel. That's resulting in the deaths of our brothers and sisters on the the Gaza Strip. And uh, I'm going to ask him why we haven't impeached Biden for uh, beating up on Texas and for beating up on uh, the Middle East. That's what I'm going to do, Sam. I think it's fantastic work. I'm going to follow your example. Ladies and gentlemen, we have got to quadruple down now, get educated and demand appropriate constitutional change. we got to use the supreme law of the land with all of its checks and balances and return to it. If we want liberty, the blueprint's already there, folks. we just got to learn about it and embrace it and then expect others to do the same and use our greater numbers to affect change. We can peacefully do this. you got to get involved. All right, ladies and gentlemen, campaignforliberty.org, libertyroundtable.com, lovingliberty.net. Spread the word, share the love. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the republic.